I thought I would have Obi the first time, and we fought at Roller Town. He's been working on his Oshizumo, you know, so she's he just blasted me out. I wasn't expecting him to blast me. I was expecting him to try and grapple, but huh. he, went, he went for the face, so this time I was expecting it. Nice. And Obi and I talked about it, because anytime we fought, like, at practice, we would uh, just do more kind of, um, cut, we'd end up grappling, because we just, you know, it just feels like when you're trying to do Oshizumo and you're too close, it just feels like you're just playing patty cake with someone's face. Right. And so you feel like you're making more headway if you're, you know, just grabbing the belt and just lurching them around instead of just kind of slap boxing with them. <laughs> So this time we were like, you know, well, let's just try to have like, you know, because we see Rick and Bubba have those fucking slug fests whenever they fight. So we're like, yeah, let's fucking have a slug fest. Oh, my God. Uh, Caitlin and Aerie were doing that a lot, too. That fucking the slug fest. God, Yeah, I yes. know. That was so fucking cool. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm glad Oshizumo is like, everyone's working on their Oshi style. Yeah, I'm cool. really glad to, to be seeing a lot more of it now, too. But it it, it was fucking wild, because like, whenever I was fighting Obi, the first thing in my mind was like, okay... Go for his fucking face. <laughs> but instead, like, I was going for the face, but my hand, the way he was rising and the way my hand connected, it snapped on the back of his neck. And you could hear the snap on the back of his oh, neck. Wow. Like, it was audible even on, like, that uh, Rachel's camera with, with the crappy audio. You could still hear the smack and everyone go, oh, like that. Yeah. So you hear that smack and then, like, I, I try to, like, you know, get a couple, like, pushes in and then I just see it. I see the angle. I'm like, oh no, the back of his mawashi's right there and I got the back of his neck so I just fucking, whoom, I just yeeted his ass That's out. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's starting. You're starting to coalesce that <laughs> that fight sense. You yeah. know? The situation that you're in, the angle that you're at, what your, your strategy is going to be, it's all starting to click now. It is. And then a second that I just saw that, I was like, nope, there it is. Whoom. I, I had it that moment a few times when I was fighting Kizzert, but it's like any time I would start to feel or make motions, he would just immediately brace. Like yeah. any time I would make just barely a hair of emotion. his fight sense is much more developed than yours. It is. He's way more involved. Because he, not just in sumo, he also took that um, Kung Jung Musul. Mm. So he's he's got like other martial arts in there, you know. Yeah. He doesn't telegraph what he's doing. He just does it. You yeah. Know? And that's kind of hard to deal with. But I always like fighting Kizzer because it just kind of gives me a, a feel of where I'm at. You know, fighting my yeah. teacher's teacher gives me a feel of where I'm at. And that's the longest I've lasted against him like ever. I mean, when you watch the fight, it's not that long, <laughs> you know, but compared to some of my other uh, attempts, you know, that was one of the better ones. So, yeah. I, you know. Kind of glad about that. So you had four bouts, right? Yeah. So it was Obi and then, um, oh no, Merman, when I got fucking, you know, goddamn speared <laughs> you got by Merman. Mermaidered. I did get mermaided. Look at that. Can you see that shit? Yes. I took a picture of it that I put you in my like little video. You look like you've been donkey kicked. I did get, well, that's like a knee, but look, it looks like a two fucking feet. Oops. He he felt bad about. it. I was like, dude, it's sumo. Don't feel bad about it. What the hell? You, you know, it just it just happens. By a merman. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so there was the merman fight, and I should have won that fight. I just was too high. But you know, I I always suck my first couple of fights. You know. Yeah. I'm glad that I got my second fight with Obi because that fucking that kind of pumped me up. It sucked that my third fight had to be with Kizzard. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then I fought uh, Angelo. And uh, I was fucking tired and like, you know, I was already like, oh, fuck, am I already out of energy? 
But I was like, nope, I could do this just this one time. But that kid fucking drained me. Like, fighting him took all of my stamina, fighting yeah. Angelo. But um, afterward... In the after party. The after party. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Caleb's house is nice. Hell yeah. I love a, his purple walls. Yeah. <laughs> and the karaoke. Oh, my God. All the oh karaoke. Oh, my God. The karaoke. <laughs> I think my favorite was whatever you were doing. The uh, You and Merman were b- being backup dancers to uh, to Rachel doing Tina doing Turner. Doing Tina Turner. <laughs> yeah, both of y'all synchronized. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> rolling on the river. That was fucking great. <laughs> And then the battle, you know, the karaoke battle being fought. I don't understand why Pearl Jam was the chosen battleground of the karaoke <laughs> wars. But fucking Kizzard and Jay Scriven, like, killed it with the fucking, with the Pearl Jam. Hell yeah, they did. They got, they, those guys got some voices. Jay Scriven is a goddamn songbird. And, you know, going from, you know, that low baritone, you know, of Pearl Jam to, you know, singing like, you know, he's got like a good country voice. He has yeah. a really good country voice. I was like, damn, Jay. And then, uh, you know, just he he's a genre hopper. He is. That boy can hop genres. And he's good at the genres he hops through. Yeah. He's real good. I think if anyone won the karaoke wars, it was probably Jay. You think he's he's the, the karaoke... He's the karaoke muscle. <laughs> and then the karaoke wild card was Rick. And then, let's see, the karaoke... No, Rick was, Rick was on for karaoke, for sure. Uh, and I love how he just, like, puts in, you know, growls whenever, you know, growls aren't necessary. Just whenever he fucking feels yeah, like it. Yeah, he's like... It was funny, there was like this, I can't remember what it was, but it reminded me of this time I went and saw Opeth. There's this song called, uh, God, I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it's a really slow kind of piano-ish dirge ballad kind of thing. That this part of it is like, what have I done? You know, that, that part right there in the yeah. song. And then whenever I saw them live, it was like with Napalm Death. And like, you know, the whole crowd is just dead quiet, you know, watching Opeth play the song. And he does that line. And then this redneck in the background is just like, yeah, man, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> so there was a time in a karaoke. I can't remember. It was like. Kind of like a serious kind of like song, you know, like a, like a ballad or something like that that felt more solemn. And then Rick was all drunk in the background. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just totally reminded me of that. Oh, my God. And then me and Jake doing total eclipse of the heart. That was the highlight of the fucking night. Really? Yeah, that was so? fucking great because both of you were just so fucking annihilated. Oh, Jake geez. especially. And he was just so on for everyone to do karaoke. Everyone had to. And whenever I got there, I, I ate that gummy and I was just like blitzed. I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I got there. I sat down 10 minutes later. I was like, <laughs> so I was just kind of chilling. And then people were like, hey, where do you do it? I felt like I felt so Boring, just because I wasn't up and mingling and jumping around. Instead, I was you were too there. busy sitting in the chair, being too high. I know. I was trying to like you know just keep calm. And anyway, eventually, I was able to stand up and like you know move around, do things, and talk to people. And luckily, Jake had threatened my soul, my very soul. If I <laughs> didn't do karaoke, he was gonna haunt me. <laughs> like, but he's 
he's still alive. How is he going to haunt you? Oh, I don't know. He's going to haunt me somehow. But I, I, I took it very seriously. So I got up there and I did karaoke. I did fucking uh, the violent films added up just as a icebreaker. I had yeah. to do something that didn't require a whole lot of finesse. And whenever I started singing, if it sounded bad, oh, well, it's violent. Films. And you it's got a, to say fuck a few times. I did. <laughs> Caleb's brother was like, yeah, I, I looked that song up. That's kind of a weird song. I yeah. got some messed up lyrics. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, you drunkenly were very much wanting me to do Billy Idol. Because you said you would. <laughs> I the didn't say I time would. time leaning up to us going to San Antonio, you were like, I'm going to do Billy Idol at karaoke. I've been practicing in the van by myself. I did, You made it sound like <laughs> I had planned it. That is not what it happened. What happened was I said, you know, if I end up doing karaoke, I'll probably do Rebel Yell because I'd been screaming along to it in the car. But you made it sound like that that was my plan <laughs> that I had set out to do Rebel Yell, and I was like, when I got there, I was like, I don't know if hey, I could do you karaoke. you put it out into the universe. No, I put it out to you, <laughs> and you rocked it up to its purest form, and you were like, here, smoke this. It's Billy Idol. <laughs> smoke this karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you took Billy Idol, rocked him up to his purest form, and told me to smoke him, and I smoketh him. Out of the karaoke pipe. Out of the karaoke pipe. <laughs> and then I did, I did Rebel Yell, and, you know, Rachel got a little bit of my uh, added up karaoke. No one got the the Billy Idol karaoke, and I'm kind of glad. Aww. It was really bad. <laughs> you don't sound as good screaming into a microphone in a room full of people. and you As you do when you're, like, by yourself. In the car. Yeah. Scream, yeah. So. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Heed me, mortals. I am Lingua Flapsis. I am the god of putting my lingua in your flapsis. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Wankulies, patron deity of the blissful feeling you get when you find out your partner enjoys the same type of porn as you. And, and this, this is Sumo Punks! punks. <laughs> God damn it! I mean, that's kind of a long jump we took from like, oh, let's be cute little cherubic deities about love and relationships. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Leave it to us. We're going to make it. Always find a way to make it gross. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way you said it, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> what, the heed me mortals? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Welcome to our annual Valentine's Day episode, even though we kind of skipped it last year. But anyway, this is our annual emphasis on the annual Valentine's Day episode. (laughs) We've got so much fun stuff in store for you guys. We're actually going to have Lori from Sumo Kaboom on the episode later on. Uh, But first, let's go ahead and take a look at some of the upcoming events. February 24th, the SoCal Sumo Open in San Diego, California. San Diego! (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be at the City Heights Performance Annex. $30 registration fee. Kids and teens compete for free. Ah. So uh, find Honu Sumo on Instagram or anywhere on the internet, and they will be able to uh, show you where you can get registered. April the 6th, the inaugural Sakura Cup Sumo Tournament. This is going to be at Music City Muscle Gym in Nashville, Tennessee. And we are wringing our hands and making finger steeples of <laughs> evil contemplation about how we're going to try and get out to that one. So. Well, what we're really doing is hoping the van is going to make it through the mountains in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, April 12th and 13th. The Roller Town Showdown. Fuck yeah! This is going to be in Salina, Texas at Roller Town Beer Works. Last year's was freaking amazing. And I can only imagine what type of wild shit's going to happen at this one. So this, if there's any sumo tournament that you travel to, let it be this one. This one's badass. I know Corey and Siggy are in Japan right now making all sorts of connections. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Some really cool people. So I'm positive that's going to bleed into the Roller Town tournament this year as well. Oh, hell yeah. Like it did last year. Yeah. And then May 11th. The U.S. Sumo Open at Walter Pyramid at Cal State Long Beach. More info is at usasumo.com. May 24th, the European Sumo Championships. I can't find anything about this. I know they had a few tournaments in Estonia, and then there's the Roland Cup in Germany, but... So we don't know where this one's going to be? I don't. I know that it's several days long, like three or four days long, oh. and it says May 24th, and it's all of Europe. So I'm not quite sure. I'll We're definitely going to have more we'll information. As, more but information if as, you're a European you and you're listening to this and you're involved in amateur sumo and you have all the information about the European Sumo Championship, send it our way. That way this doesn't happen on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then June 1st, Sumo Nationals. We're going back to San Diego. So yeah, Nationals are going to be held in San Diego. So there's going to be two major sumo tournaments being held in San Diego this year. And and both uh, being hosted by Onu, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love those guys. I Christina and JJ. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I can't wait to uh, to do the live stream for the SoCal tournament. I know. We did it last year. We get to do it again this year. I am super excited about that. That's why I'm just kind of like, ee, ee, just kind of have like all of this like squee energy built up. But that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, the live stream is going to be ran by us, Sumo Punks. We're yep. going to be reporting on the action. So we'll start sending some links as soon as we get everything all organized. Yeah. And if you want to know more about upcoming events in the amateur sumo world, you can always go to sumo411.com. So 
On our annual Valentine's Day episodes, we like to explore the intersection of sumo wrestling and love. Yeah. And maybe something a little sexy, too. So if you've listened to our previous Valentine's Day episode, you may have noticed that we like to find questions from... You know, the deepest, darkest, dirtiest corners of the internet. (laughs) We scoured these corners to find uh, the weirdest questions we could find about the love and sex lives of sumo wrestlers. Now, Matt has not seen any of the questions that I found for this year's episode. So (laughs) I think I'm going to start with the... Uh, the grossest ones first. Oh, no. <laughs> and as you might uh, have expected, uh, the more grody ones did come from Cora. Of I course. don't know what it is about that website. <laughs> it's just. Uh, Isn't Cora supposed to be one of those? Um, it's like a job interview site. Like you're supposed to feed it like, you know, questions you might get asked at, at a job interview. And then, you know, people supply you know, answers. That may have been what it started out as, but that is not what it is now. Yeah, Cora's... <laughs> yeah, anything that you were afraid to ask your parents growing up or just too shamed out to ask anybody? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first question from Cora.com. Okay. Are sumo wrestlers allowed to masturbate? since they can't get girlfriends. <laughs> now, there's a big assumption there. A huge assumption. So let's dissect the fat phobia first. <sighs> you know, because, yeah, I'm a huge fat dude and I get laid. Fuck, you know, there's fat people get laid. I don't know where this is coming from that fat folks don't get laid. Right? Man, there's an entire subgenre of fucking pornography right? dedicated to, you know, there, there's one of the things that we encounter as sumo wrestlers are chubby chasers. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. On a regular basis. Yeah, so For sure. the people are getting laid in sumo. So if you want to give this questioner the benefit of the doubt, maybe they're asking because they know that for the professional rikshi, um, there can be restrictions when they're in the lower ranks yeah. on their their dating lives. You know, they they can technically have girlfriends, I think, but it can't interfere with their training. Well, and once they're uh, secutory, then, you know, all they have to do is just ask, I think. You know, I've, the whole thing is they have to ask the um, their oyakata if they can date. I just think that they're he's more apt to say yes if they're secutory. Right, yeah. right. So... Uh, specifically, this question asks if they're allowed to masturbate. So, uh, if you think about your traditional Heya setup, yeah, most of the wrestlers are all going to be sleeping in the same room. Yeah. Right? Of course, there are showers, which may or may not have privacy. But it's one of those things where I think... Where there's a will, there's a way. You know, that's exactly what so I was gonna really say. No I was like, question of allow. I would say to no. It. That's exactly what I was gonna say. No one's gonna allow me to masturbate or not masturbate. I'm just gonna fucking spank it. <laughs> and I'm sure there's fucking dudes out there, you know, that are you. You just practice for like fucking three hours, and then you practice had to cook. masturbating. <sighs> 
You just had Keiko doing sumo for three hours, and then you have to go make lunch for all the fucking older guys. And then after you fucking make lunch and then have to eat last, you know, you're just like, fuck, man, I'm so fucking hungry. I only got like the last little bit of chonko, and everybody's all like fucking taking a nap, and I have to wash the dishes. What the fuck, man? So you get that frustrated after doing that bullshit. And you're just like, fuck this. I don't care. I'm just fucking spanking it in the bathroom on top of the squat toilet. And if fucking Mataki Yumi comes in and tries to talk shit to me again, so help me God, I'm just going to fucking fling my spooge at his face. Oh, no. I mean, would they be able to, to find time to do it, though? Because especially those lower ranks, yeah. they're always so busy. Do you think they could do the dishes one-handed? <laughs> Possible. Possible. Okay. Okay. I like to imagine that they find a way. That's, that's nature uh, finds a way. <laughs> so I, I think it's safe to assume the answer for this question is yes, sumo wrestlers do masturbate. Yeah. Um, as far as whether or not they're allowed, if they're not making a mess or making too much of a racket, I'm pretty sure see, that's, that's allowed. See, that's the thing. It's like, you know, spanking, it's one of those things. You don't fucking ask. You're like, hey, dude, can I spank it in your bathroom while I shower? It's like, you don't fucking ask. Just fucking spank it and hope no one catches you. So I doubt, like, you know, these dudes that spend a good portion of their time, you know, sprinting into each other, you know, no one's going to tell them they can't spank it. Exactly. Well, that actually leads us to our next question. Uh, tangentially how big is the sumo sex organ well it just depends on you know genetics (laughs) it depends on your build it depends on if you you know have like you know a giant fupa you know like i have or if you're (laughs) you know somebody that might be like tamashoho that probably has like the teeniest fupa oh so it just really depends, you know. Um, I'm very certain that there are dudes out there that have, like, you know, gigantic fucking schlongs that look like, you know, a small child's leg dangling from between oh, their... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm sure that there's also, you know, guys rocking a tuna can, you know, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> you don't think that sumo wrestlers have unnaturally large wangs? You think it's just... <laughs> I think we might have talked about this uh, whenever we did the first episode, is that my brother and I, whenever we were little kids, I think I might have been about 12, and I think Tommy was probably like, you know, 9. Mm-hmm. But um, we were watching, uh, it was like hard copy or some shit like that, or like a like current affair, you know, one of those yeah. crappy tabloid shows. And then it had... Um, uh, an oyakata and whoever this oyakata was he was speaking english and uh, see let me let me rewind i don't know if it was truly an oyakata it was an older man that was involved in sumo i remember that so they were asking you know well do sumo wrestlers have trouble getting girls and he just laughs hysterically he goes no no sumo have a pp this big and just holds his hands up like he's holding a giant cheeseburger like it's like huge you know like a we're talking eggplant proportions like maybe a foot and a half apart yeah yeah just anyway he he made it and but he had his hands like you know kind of making Uh, a curve and a contour to make it look like like a vegetable (laughs) 
But no, so he he made it look like you know sumo wrestlers are just rocking a third leg or a third arm or whatever the fuck. Like a like a zucchini between their legs or Pretty something. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but he just thought it was absolutely ridiculous that anyone would question whether or not sumo wrestlers could get women whenever they have just like, you why know. Why would you even ask? Yeah, this? like giant of fucking schlongs. They, they have dicks the size of a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's it's kind of but you know we're talking about anybody true whenever you got a big fupa because you have to eat a lot you're gonna fucking you know lose some uh, some length and for those who are unaware fupa is actually an acronym for fat upper pubic area that is true so you know if if you have like a fat upper pubic area it might kind of hang over the shaft a little bit but depending on what position you're in yeah. that's not going to make too much of a difference it just, yeah exactly it just depends on on how you're drilling and how you're feeling <laughs> All right. That does actually lead into the next question. Um, do sumo wrestlers date giant females? No. I mean, I think the I think the tallest that I've ever dated, let's see, I think 5'10", maybe? I don't know why anybody would assume that, like, just because someone oh. is of larger stature, that they also specifically seek out partners of that same stature. Well, think about it like this. So there was a silly New Age book that I saw whenever I was a teenager that was positing that people are, you know, going to be attracted to who they're diametrically opposite from. So like me being a tall, you know, bigger dude should be attracted to somebody who's slender and short. That's what they're saying is supposed to be like the um, the true opposites. You know, those are the true opposites that attract. That's who you're supposed okay. to go after. That's, you know, who you're genetically predisposed from if you have a build like you do. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's not scientific. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And like I said, it's one of those silly New Age books. So... I and this is just is just me personally. I like ass, you know. I mean, like seriously, I mean, like just nice curvy round ass. But as far as people's body frames, I've dated lots of people of different body frames, you know, different heights, you know, different range of kapow kapow, you know, on the ass scale. You know, it just kind of depends, and it's not just the physical aspect of it. Of course, you know, it's the emotional aspect, or yeah. like, oh my god, I can't believe that we, you know eight MDMA together and now we're just attached at the hip, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So the chemistry for me personally has a whole lot to do with it, not just right. how they look. And the just chemistry kind of, is more important than any sort of specific body shape. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, they could have like, you know, this just giant fucking ass that's that could like, you know, destroy civilizations. But if they're not willing to fucking get down and groove with it, then it's like, OK, I mean, you know, you do your thing. But yeah. it just kind of lessens that attraction if, you know, they're not willing to get down with you. So what you're saying is you wouldn't be opposed to Snoo Snoo. <laughs> there are more important things to consider. Yes. Gotcha. Next Cora question we have, what sexual position do sumo wrestlers prefer? All of them. <laughs> All of them. You think so? I mean, it just depends. I mean, okay, there are, uh, I would say that if there's a sumo wrestler that has like a belly that might be a little bit pulled by gravity than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, maybe you just like pulling a good doggy style and you just got to lift your gut up and just put it on top of the butt. <laughs> and that way you get some good, you know. So I'm saying, I mean, is that how Takakesho gets down? Is, is he like, you know, like lifting up the hamster gut on top of the butt oh, and then just no. like, and then just fucking hammering away like that? I mean, no, I'm, I'm trying to be real here because some people do have bellies no, no. that kind of hang mean... further. But you have a guy like fucking, okay, first, Tomashoho, Kotoweko, you know, those guys, they, they're not, shit, those guys are fucking probably doing their own version of the Kama Sutra. Yeah. You know, those guys don't look like they probably have too many problems. Fucking, uh, we're talking about Dayamami Tsurugisho. Well, the, you bring up good points because this is something that's not really talked about a lot. People who do have larger bodies, who have... Um, you know, an excess of body fat, they have to get more creative with yeah. certain things. Oh, so you know who I think is probably the most creative is Uda. You think so? Well, look at that, because look at how Uda jumps in the air and has to kind of like spin around, you know, is always bouncing off everything. And whenever you look at him from the back, you know, because he's obviously, you know, he's got like his gut and, you know, but his yeah. arms and his legs are just so fucking muscled. Oh, yeah. And he's flexible incredibly flexible so you have a guy that's like super hardcore and muscled flexible as a motherfucker aerodynamic i can imagine doing it with ura it would just go on like all fucking night and just the most like stamina you've ever seen and then he'd be like flipping you around in all kinds of directions i know he'd be like you know backwards upside down he probably has those little spider-man web shooter things so he could like (laughs) shoot his spider-man webs into the corner and just like bang you in the top corner of the ceiling and Wait. then fucking swing around back Wait. you know when did when did Ura become Spider-Man oh shit he probably just thought of it one time he's like you know like you know what would be really cool is if I could just like you know shoot webs while I'm banging now I'm gonna get that I'm doing that fuck that shit I'm doing it now and then you know he, he just thought of it one time and then he I sent mean, all of his money to Amazon thing with like Shibari ropes yeah but Spider-Man <laughs> no, but uh, I really do think that uh, some of the more acrobatic rikishi probably do some fucking crazy shit. Probably do some more of the uh, the wild positions. But I think you know, look at look at poor Mataki Yumi. Just got married, you know, his yeah. fucking, you know, his wedding night. I'm sure, you know, his knees are probably like all banged up. He's like, come on, let's just let's just do some reverse cowgirl. Yeah. <laughs> or he might be like, okay. How about you get in the sex swing and then I'll just start kind of hammering away, you know? It's yeah. just like, I gotta be careful with my knees. So I could, yeah. you know. Hey, you know, uh, sometimes sex furniture can also be an ability aid. Yeah. You know? See, that's why we need a chase lounge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got one saved in my Amazon wish list right now. <laughs> but no, it's uh, the positions. Again, it just varies by individual, you know, like who, what what are you feeling? What's your partner feeling? And then, uh, you know, you just got to communicate too. you're like, hey, you want to try this? Or like, hey, how about you move your leg up over here? Oh, how about I take your other leg and move it up over here? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Nah. Oh, OK. Well, let's try something else. How about I take your third leg and move it? Here? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just communication. You just you have to ask i mean if you're too shamed out to ask how in the hell you expect to get them off exactly exactly good communication is how you get off yeah you just gotta put your face down there and just start practicing your japanese (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on to the next question 
this is actually the last question we have from Cora. I did get questions from other parts of the oh, internet. No. Uh, and this was one of the few that I found that actually had an answer already. Oh, no. The question is, since sumo wrestlers are considered to be sexy in Japan, how is it even possible to have intercourse with someone with such a massive belly? You know, like I said, there's just different body types. There's different builds of sumo wrestler. Not every single sumo wrestler out there is going to be built like me. You know what? You, you figure it out. Exactly. Right? Where like, there's a will, did, there's how a How did, when, when you first became sexually active, dear listener, how did you figure it out? You know, it's the same thing. It's just you figure it out with a different body type. Yeah. Uh, so the response that this question got went thusly. Not every sumo wrestler has a massive belly. Some of them just look very strong, and others do have bellies. Anyway, with or without belly, they're sexy because they're successful, and women always love a successful men, regardless physical appearance. Well. <laughs> well, So now. this sort of implies that uh, women would not be attracted to their physical appearance. They would just be attracted to their... Uh, their wealth and success. Their wealth and fame and whatnot. Uh, but as you mentioned earlier, there are plenty of people out there whom that is exactly what they are attracted to, is yeah. that particular physical body form. Do you remember whenever um, the term dad bod kind of got coined, like was about yeah. 10, 15 years ago, somewhere around there? And it, they, they coined that term because they were sh they did a study where they were showing different women, uh, different male body types and, you know, what body types they found most attractive. And it was overwhelmingly the dad bod. Yeah. I mean, because they're, you know, the big muscly, you know, whatever kind of bodybuilder type was like, you know, they definitely had their fans. But whenever it comes to holistically all around, like, you know, the the chemistry, the the body type, you know, the like, just who are you attracted to type thing? It was the dad bod. So a lot of sumo wrestlers have that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're just kind of naturally yeah, built like except that. Except with, you know, a lot more muscle underneath. Exactly. But, you know, you do have a lot of different variations. There's guys that just can't hold on that much weight. If you look at Sandanme, you know, you have mm -hmm. a lot of just really wiry, muscly guys that just can't put on a lot of weight. Yeah. And I'm sure those guys have no, I mean, if the Oyakata lets them go out and try to bang, I'm sure they have no trouble banging. Yeah. And, and think about that. When you're in Japan and you have, you're wearing a yukata and a top knot out on the street, there's a whole subculture, you know, of women out there that love the sumo rest. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure they're not going to have any problems. Of, oh, Osumo-san? Yeah. Osumo-san. <laughs> you know, I've dated all sorts of different people of all different body types. Yeah. I've dated like really scrawny, like super high metabolism, like, you know, only 0.7% body fat. Yeah. And I've also dated like, you know, very large, squishy body types as well. <laughs> and for me, I actually found I did prefer the more large, squishy body types. And it, it really, I never thought of it before until I started experiencing like being with these different types of people. 
and it's just from experience yeah. you know you, you don't really know if you're gonna like something or not unless you try it yeah so if like i said for me it was just like oh this is this is so much more comfortable you know someone to keep me warm like <laughs> someone to be a pillow for me <laughs> I, yeah i can see that see for me like I have this weird caveman reaction whenever I see big asses. (laughs) I don't know what that is, what that's about. It's just like I was wired that way since I was about like a little kid. Like just giant asses just do it for me. I think it comes from growing up on the res where no one has an ass. Seriously, we all have like flat fry bread butts out there. I mean, look at my ass. I'm working on it. I'm I'm proud to say when I was looking at those uh, pictures and video of my ass from the Met, I was like, man, compared to two, three years ago, my ass is looking a lot better. So I'm working on my ass. You know, the, the first time in my life that I ever felt sexy was, I think I was like maybe 13, 14, and I learned that there are people in the world who are attracted to a bubble butt. That's me. I was reading like Seventeen magazine or some <laughs> shit, you know, back at the end of the 90s, and... I, I was reading this article. It was about uh, different body shapes and whatnot. And it was like, oh, yeah, some people like really prefer a nice full bubble butt. I think that's the term they used was bubble back butt. then was just bubble, bubble butt. Bubble, bubble butt. Yeah, Major Laser wasn't around at that time. Um, but it made me feel for the first time in my life, hey, I have this amazing asset <laughs> that... You know, plenty of people in the world will see as as an added benefit to yeah. being with me. Because I was, you know, pretty shy and, like, awkward when I was a teenager. And I, I pretty much felt like I wouldn't start dating until I was already out of college. Oh. You know, luckily that wasn't what happened. But um, I appreciate guys like you is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, you know, in my, you know, quest for, you know... For huge asses, you know, but <laughs> I just, the body type just kind of, you know, but let me, let me preface this by saying you can have any kind of body frame and still have a huge ass. Yeah, that's true. So I'm, I'm leaving it at that ass. Ass. Okay. Well, stay tuned for the second half of this episode because it's going to be ass-tastic. <laughs> <laughs> As I had mentioned, um, I did have to go scouring another part of the internet for some more questions. I actually ended up on Reddit. Ooh. Um, which can be a scary place, I was but it can say, also be a pretty fantastic place. See, outside of sumo memes, I just kind of feel kind of hee about a, a lot of Reddit. Yeah, it's like treading a minefield, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But I actually found that the questions that popped up on Reddit were a bit more thoughtful. So the first question I have here, do the hot Japanese girls who marry professional sumo wrestlers find them physically attractive? How? Well, I'm sure. uh, What? what, Who did uh, Takayasu marry? That Inca singer? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm very certain that there are still arranged marriages out there, you know, but there are also those that are, you know, marriages of love. Who was it that they were? Was it Endo or someone got married and they described his wife as a commoner? 
Oh. I know, a commoner. It's I think like, that was Indo. Yeah, it was one of those guys. But um, So there are women out there that do find them attractive. Uh, there was somebody that brought up a good point, and I don't know why this made me think of this right now, but remember our whole uh, tirade about Rudin and oh. <laughs> you know his mistress yeah. and his wife and all that? Someone was saying that what if you know Rudin's marriage was one of those arranged oh, ones? Oh, it was Caleb. For, yeah, yeah, it was Caleb. Could have been arranged for business, and then you know, like that's like his side piece, but that's yeah, like, like maybe his... maybe they have an open relationship. Yeah. But I don't know. There was some other stuff going on there that seemed kind of shady. But who knows? That that may be true. So I'm, I'm thinking they that those those types of those types of arrangements are probably more common than what we're led to believe. Yeah, I mean, the Rikshi do be banging a lot of hot chicks, though. <laughs> <laughs> they do, and and that's the thing is um, in Japan the way that uh, you know pro ricochet are perceived is a lot different than how people in the u.s perceive just like you know a fat dude at the bowling alley right so, it's they're they're close to like deityhood. Yeah. you know they're they're a national symbol of japan they're very important in japanese society yeah and not only that but you know they're all over the media you know they're you know making all of this money and so it's it's kind of like it is Pretty much the equivalent of like, you know, a fucking pro athlete here in the US. Yeah. Maybe there's not as much fucking oh, money and Nike a lot of those dudes endorsements in the flying NFL around. NFL have yeah. very similar builds. Exactly. To I was, pro Rikshi. I was about to say any any guy that's like an offensive lineman, you know, is probably gonna be built like a Rikishi. Right? And they have hot girlfriends too. Oh hell yeah, they do. So, but that that's the thing though, is like a lot of these guys that ask these types of questions probably haven't even had their attention like turned to someone like a pro football player because to them, a pro, oh yeah, well he's a pro football player, you know, of course he's going to get all the chicks because in their brains and their realm of experience, that just makes sense. That goes without saying. To yeah, them. yeah, no, it's it's the status quo that's never questioned. Yeah. You but know? but in Japan, you know, I, the status quo that's never questioned could be very much like, oh my god, look at these hot fucking rikishi. And I think part of it too is that you get to see more of a rikishi than you do a pro sports person in the U.S. because yeah. all they're wearing is a mawashi, so you really get to see every role, you know, every fat role, every fold, or, or every muscle striation, <laughs> every fucking bulging vein, you know, every fucking. You so know. you may not realize that a lot of these like highly revered sportsmen and even like other celebrities are really carrying around a lot of extra weight a lot of extra fat even yeah. uh, but they still have like you know hot girlfriends or wives or whatever and i think another part of it is that there's this weird expectation that like conventionally attractive people can only date other conventionally attractive people and that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Hell no. But the questions that I found on Reddit actually did have a lot more um, answers to them already than the questions that I found on Quora. Huh. So uh, the notes that I had about this question, there were two of them. First one says, most of the answers involve some denial of them being physically attractive and attribute it to their money and or fame instead. Which is sad. We mentioned that a little bit earlier, too. You know, where there's an assumption that someone couldn't be physically attracted to somebody with that body type, which is not the case at all. One of the responses was actually pretty racist as well, which I guess <sighs> is to be expected with Reddit. 
you know, it was the whole stereotype of like, oh, Japanese men are so effeminate, so of course their women would be attracted to like these super masculine, big burly dudes. It was just fucking But those stupid. big masculine, big burly dudes are, a lot of them are Japanese. Well, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what a bunch of dumbasses. But no, 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 no. All Japanese men are just like these weak, effeminate dudes. I mean, yeah, the Rishi are... No, that's the logic. You know, it doesn't uh, make any fucking sense. They yeah. just wanted to make these goofy fucking, like, all-encompassing fucking assumptions. But, oh, wait, no, but not, not that guy. Yeah, yeah. Dumbasses. It's fucking stupid. Next question from Reddit uh, also came with a couple of answers. The question is, how does a sumo wrestler's sex life compare to other professional athletes? Uh, the responses to this question mostly talk about how the Rikishi crush major amounts of tail. Uh, but there is an expectation that they're just d- really discreet about it. Yeah. Uh, and again, because this is Reddit, this thread somehow devolved into a discussion about how multiculturalism is apparently bad. Oh, <laughs> Of course it had to fucking devolve into that. Man, just get those fucking goddamn asshats the fuck out of there. Jesus. We get it. You're a dumbass. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're pretty... Most of the other people were pretty much right. You know, they can have relationships and as long as they're not like super drama-y about it. Like Takanohana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, compared to other professional athletes, I'd say... Um, it's probably about the same, ex- except for that. You know, Japan is still a pretty conservative culture. So even outside of sumo, you don't see a lot of relationships that have a lot of, like, PDA. You know, even holding hands can be seen as, like, uh, too much for the public eye. Well, that and a lot of uh, people in Japan are kind of shy about talking about their love lives anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, like whenever we're watching those sumo food, Futogoyama, you know, Bay of videos, mm-hmm. um, like they were trying to, you know, do that to Shiden. They're like, oh, well, Shiden's looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> Ooh, Shiden. He's just kind of blushing, just trying to eat his food. But Hidenaumi just won't let it go. <laughs> so, you know, I could see Hidenaumi because he just seems like a fucking just a guy that he's a rascal. Mm-hmm. And I could see him just like bringing that up just to, you know, just to give Sheedon some hell. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where it's okay to kind of mention it, but maybe not go so far into depth and detail about right. it. Right, right. Like you look at a lot of the pro Rikshi, when we find out that they're getting married, we don't even know ahead of the time that they even had a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, like again, recently with Matakiumi, I didn't know he was seeing anybody. All they really do is just kind of give you like a quick tabloid snippet of what they who they might be with or if, if they get married that's pretty much just, oh they got married over the weekend yeah but they never really go even the tabloids don't go into that big a detail yeah no I, I feel like I only ever find out that one of the Rikshi has gotten married like a couple of days after it actually happens and I have to find out from like Instagram or something you know <laughs> what about like Terano Fuji didn't Terano Fuji have like fucking 10 weddings or something like that whenever he first got married because like I think it was during the uh, the pandemic so he had to have everything all small so it just seems like I saw 
dozens of different wedding pictures of Tara no Fuji's wedding. Oh, like he had to have a few different ceremonies yeah. like for different groups of people. I was wondering, I was like, why does he keep getting married over and over again? Is he a bride is he a bridezilla? Is Tara no Fuji a bridezilla? <laughs> He's like, I wanted buttercream frosting! Supari smash! <laughs> All right, next question. This was a really intriguing one. Are there any active gay sumo wrestlers yeah. in the divisions right now? Oh, yeah. And good luck trying to get them to admit it. Right. Second part to the question, is it taboo in the community? So, yes, as you said, statistically, this is very likely, but you're not going to hear about it. It's not going to happen. I've seen some pictures of, uh, you know, some very, what's that word that I'm looking for? Very comfortable cuddling and snuggling. So I don't know if but that. Some, some cultures are just. That's what I was about to say. Some you know, cultures. More comfortable with that sort of thing in a platonic way. Yeah. That's what I was about to say is like, so you can't really take that as like hard evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, but whenever they say things like, oh, no, I'm not interested in women. I like men. Then yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> all right then. Well, you, I, I think somebody um, in this Reddit thread also mentioned that it was um, uh, Futagoyama. Beta, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the sumo food. The responses include uh, more discussion about how Japanese culture views romance as a more private matter. Yeah. Uh, so it would be very unlikely we'd get a definitive answer on whether any specific rikishi is gay as it is taboo to publicly discuss any kind of romantic relationship, regardless of its orientation. Uh, one of the responses mentions that Futagoyama Beya video, where one of the rikishi apparently admits that he likes men and likes to flirt with them. <laughs> but I think that was, was that the Q&A episode? I'll have to go back and watch I don't know. That. I did rewatch that episode to see if it was that one, but I couldn't find it. They've got so many videos. Oh, they do. Uh, one responder had this to say, Secutori are considered highly eligible for marriage, and sumo tradition dictates they should marry. So an unmarried Secutori, especially one who aspires to become an Oyakata after retirement, is a bit suspicious. I'm not going to mention names, but you and I are probably thinking of the same guy. <laughs> And then one of the responses was just, hey, remember when Baruto played a gay man on my brother's husband? <laughs> <laughs> oh my Which God. was also cool. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta find that. I gotta find Baruto acting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, gay rikishi. I mean, I've definitely got some that I suspect. Oh yeah. And we don't have to name names, but you know. I think a lot of people suspect the same ones that I do. Yeah, but the ones that are, you know, readily open to say, yeah, I'm gay, where's the dudes, bring them on. You know, I mean, if they're willing to, you know, say, hey, this is who I am, then I'll be like, all right, that's this dude. But until then, we're just going to have to leave them anonymous for now. Yeah, because I don't think that gay marriage is even legal in Japan yet, is it? That I do not know. Yeah, I watched a video about it a while ago. Um, I know that from what I've seen, almost every gay person in Japan just doesn't mention their orientation because, um, A, because it's kind of taboo to talk about your 
your love life to begin with and B because you know they're afraid of things like discrimination like yeah. being uh, looked over for a promotion at work or or things of that nature there are a few uh, celebrities um, that are gay in Japan that are yeah. openly gay in Japan but you know they're celebrities they don't have to worry about getting promoted oh yeah yeah just like there have been openly gay celebrities in US history even as far back as when they were giving gay people lobotomies yeah you you know, so it's it's not unheard of. But um, to any of the gay rikshi out there who might be listening to our little podunk podcast, <laughs> we send you our support and we wish you all of the strength, security, and love in the world. Last question that we have from Reddit. How do weddings work in the world of sumo? Are they arranged? For example, Hakuho, was his wife introduced to him or did they start dating normally? And what about those that are not champions? Do they have the same privilege as a champion to choose a wife? Well, we did kind of... We, we went over that a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we did go over Terra no Fuji being a bridezilla and had 10 different weddings. <laughs> We did, yes. But. There were some very interesting responses to this one as well. Um, some of the answers detailed restrictions on lower-level rikshi marrying, which we've discussed. Um, some of the discussion was about marrying the Oyakata's daughter for the uh, mostly the Sekitori, who are planning on taking over the stable once yeah. they retire. Um, which I guess is, it, it, it used to be a bigger thing, but it's not as big of a thing now. It's, it still happens, you know, I mean, there's still yeah. some, I think at, uh, what was his name? Uh, Shimano Umi actually is kind of in one of those arrangements. Um, it's funny because he ended up getting married and, you know, to, uh, Oyakata's daughter and then immediately plunged down to Jurio. <laughs> And it's still technically a Sekitori, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's more pressure for Sekitori to either date and or marry people of a higher social status. Especially yeah. since we heard, uh, you know, someone's significant other referred to as a commoner. Yeah. Well, there's just a lot of pressure for Rikishi to marry in general. Well, especially the Sekitori, because... Anyone below that level isn't really allowed to marry most of the time. But yeah, there's a lot of pressure for them to marry just because of the very traditional aspect of sumo. Yeah. You know, like it's very conservative, very um, tradition focused, and marriage is part of that tradition. You know, it's it's keeping that aspect of Japanese culture going and, through sumo. Yeah. So what I've what I have noticed is that, and it's not just within the sumo world but pretty much just within aristocrats and oligarchs in general is that they are expected to marry somebody of a higher social status or someone of an adequate enough social status for them because if they marry someone lower, it could potentially lower the overall value of the perception of their family or whatever, you know. So I'm very convinced. Whenever Caleb brought up that whole deal about, you know, Rudin is Rudin and his wife and his mistress, do they all have that arranged? 
arranged. You know, mm-hmm. I am 100% that there are those types of arrangements out there. Well, that was part of the discussion as well, is that um, a lot of the Rikshi recently have kind of broken that mold a bit and started dating and marrying people that they actually are attracted to instead of just what's going to be more beneficial for them socially or yeah. or what have you. But... Um, there was one response in particular Ooh. that I wanted to highlight, and I think you're going to like this one. Okay. This one actually gives some background to Hakuho's relationship. Ooh. They said, Hakuho met his wife at an event where many young athletes gathered in 2003. His wife was a pretty successful high school skater at the time. Asa Shoryu introduced the two. Just days prior to this event, Asa Shoryu had met some businessmen who were sumo enthusiasts, as well as their families, and that's where he met Sayoko. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Sayoko? <laughs> Sayoko. Hakuho was too shy to ask for her number, so Haruma Fuji stepped in and got her number for him. They started talking and texting, also sending letters to each other like normal kids. Hakuho said he had to study Japanese even harder because he wanted to communicate with her freely. He would send her cheesy quotes from dramas, and Sayako-chan would attempt to write words and sentences in Mongolian. Oh, Isn't that adorable? <laughs> um, you know, the also, way- Haruma Fuji coming in, being the wingman. <laughs> it's, it's funny, because my brain, whenever you were reading that to me, was imagining some like silly J-drama, you know, with them all as teenagers. You yeah. Know? And, you know, or, you know, maybe 18, 19 or so. You know how we watch Sumo Do, Sumo Don't? Yeah. I was thinking of like, you know, them all baby faced, just cheesing all hard. The Hakuho like, oh no, I can't, I can't. And Harma Fuji's like, Ugh, I guess I'll go do it. <laughs> Step aside, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do all your work for you. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so fantastic though. And like just the characters involved, Asa Shoryu. I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you know how like they do like drunk history? Mm-hmm. And uh because you know I've always wanted to do like a drunk sumo history with someone that drinks and just get them loaded. And, but anyway, you know how they always get people to like dress up like who they're you know, who they're reenacting or whatever, and yeah. then like they do the lines of the drunk person telling yeah, yeah, the story. Yeah. yeah. I want to do that with that, like, Hakuho Haramafuji you dating kind of thing. Aww. That'd be a hilarious fucking thing to see. Somebody make that happen. Somebody do that. Well, that's all the questions that um, that I cared to gather from the internet this time. Because <laughs> I'm uh, sure there were worse ones out there. Oh, there were. There were some that I definitely had to leave out. But the episode's not over yet. Uh-oh. Joining us now to talk about sumo butts is Lori from Sumo Kaboom. Lori, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? I'm doing great. A little sweaty, but you know. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I'm a little nervous to have this discussion, but I am honored to be considered an expert of sumo butts. 
<laughs> Matt, um, why don't you tell Lori why we invited her onto this episode to talk about sumo butts? Whenever Lori and Bruce from Tachi I Blog did the uh, commentary for the live stream of the uh, inaugural Cowboy Cup sumo tournament, there was just a, a just a second in time, just a moment of, of clarity. I think it was in between the different divisions. She had, I think, she had uh, noticed somebody's muscular buns. It was probably Justin Kizzard. <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, she just goes, Bruce, I want to talk about men's butts. <laughs> and then Bruce was like, uh, I'm not a subject matter expert. And then just ever since then, that part cracked me up. And like, I've just always wanted to do this. And, you know, you guys are like our podcasting heroes, you know. So whenever no, we, when we first got to meet you, I was like so starstruck. Remember at the... Um, it was at the uh, Botanical Gardens in Fort Worth. Yes, yes. That. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember seeing you. I remember seeing your jacket from across yeah. the garden. <laughs> and I was like, that man looks cool, but slightly intimidating. So I probably won't go talk to him. And then you turned around and you were like, hello. And I was like, oh, I love you. I just absolutely love you. Uh, and then you gave me a hug and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, you you and Leslie are um, part of the reason why we decided to start a sumo podcast. So thank you for the inspiration. I am so glad you guys did because the world would just be a little sadder without your podcast in it. Aww, oh, thank, thank you. you. And, and it goes then all the way back to uh, Sumo Mainichi and maybe even Grand Sumo Breakdown because I think Mainichi got inspired by Breakdown. We got inspired by Mainichi yeah. and y'all got inspired by that whole train then. Oh, it's just a, a big sumo podcasting family. Yeah, it we're is. Just, <laughs> we're just a giant interconnected railroad of podcasting and sumo. Yep. Yeah. And sumo buds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and sumo butts, yes. So yeah. the first thing I wanted to start off with here is um, a term that we found, a Japanese term. And I want to know if you've ever heard of this before. I hope I pronounced this correctly. It's puriketsu, or puriketsu, you could say, I guess, as well. Have you ever heard of the term puriketsu? No, but I, I like the way in Texan speak, it would be puriketsu. Oh, like that. <laughs> so oh, my question is, <laughs> yeah, so what's a katsu? Okay, puriketsu means rounded backside, jutting out buttocks, bubble butt, or badonkadonk. <laughs> badonkadonk? <laughs> I almost didn't say it. <laughs> this is the definition from uh, japandict.com. That's D-I-C-T, not D-I-C-K, japandict.com. So basically, if you have a Rubenesque uh, bubble butt, you know, a very uh, prominent derriere, they say you have a puriketsu. So this brings us into the question, what makes a good butt? What makes a puriketsu? Yeah. What, <laughs> what makes a puriketsu? Um, okay, well, as as an as an expert on this, um <laughs> I I I would like to say one thing before we jump into what makes a really nice butt. Okay. I I would like to preface all of my opinions with this. I've I've always felt like uh watching sumo 
is as close as we're ever going to get to like watching the original Olympics where the athletes competed naked. Yeah. And I've always thought one of the coolest things about the sport is getting able to see so much more of the human body in action and getting to see athletes do what they do from head to toe, almost, almost. Especially very large athletes, you know, especially here yeah. like in America, in Western culture, we're not used to seeing larger bodies, bodies with a lot more fat on them and stuff like that. So, um, you know, people wonder what that looks like and it may it may change their perception of those larger bodies as well because there is yes. some stigma, you know, but these are powerful dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we're just not used to seeing so much flesh, so much skin, yeah. unless it's, you know, like a bikini model in a magazine or something. Getting to see all these different shapes and sizes from head to toe is a gift. I've always felt oh, yes. like it's a gift. And it's one of the things I've really appreciated about sumo. Okay. And initially, like I, I tried as really as hard as I could to watch their hands and their feet, but I just couldn't watch anything from, <laughs> I couldn't watch anything except the backside initially. <laughs> Because it's just so cool to see. I'd never seen those muscles in action quite the same way. Right. You know, and you get the full on squat in the TV views. So mm -hmm. you might as well just appreciate it. Just take right? it in. Yeah. yeah. Just, just waft, just let the waft come in, come all over <laughs> you. It's really like amazing. Like sniffing his own farts. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 You just have to appreciate like all of the things that come with sumo. Um, so what makes so I just want to preface what makes a good bum with that, right? There are all kinds of good bums out there. Absolutely. And we get to see lots of different kinds in sumo. Uh, but the the bubble butt that I think the uh, Puri Ketsu is talking about would be like the Ishiura butt, like the butt that comes from doing a lot of squats yeah. and heavy weightlifting on the bottom half, like the kind of butt that you can like bounce a quarter off of, like yes. so mm, just like an apple butt, you know, Daesho has a butt like that too, mm -hmm. like full meaty Miyogiryu bubble, <laughs> mm, like you, yeah, both hands, <laughs> would probably get one cheek, right? I love the claw that, that you're making with your hand right now. <laughs> but, no, see, my mom had like a very similar sentiment, you know, because when, of course, I made my mom watch sumo, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, my mom, uh, whenever we lived in Norman, Oklahoma, she was a huge uh, University of Oklahoma football fan, you know, and like football, college football in Norman's super serious. So yeah. she would watch, uh, you know, Saturday, watch games, and she would just be like amazed at, you know, these giant boys, you know, you know, in a, all the pads and helmets and all that. But she could, she was, she was just amazed at how fast, how swift they were. She loved watching the human body just kind of move like that. And she was like, wow. So when they she saw- They do wear some tight pants. Yeah, when she saw sumo though, that's whatever she was like, oh my God, look at this. So it wasn't just like, you know, some of like, you know, the bigger boys, she was looking at some of the, the more muscly boys too. Yeah. And she mm -hmm. was just like, look at that guy's butt. <laughs> she was just like- it's amazed yeah. and she kind of had that hungry kind of look on her face like is that ham give me the ham <laughs> yeah, yeah I you just say, gotta... though, 
I do like a butt with a little bit of jiggle and I may be biased because I myself am often told that I have a pretty ketsu. So I do like to see um, the way that it moves besides just the muscles, you know, it is great mm-hmm. to see how those particular muscle groups work. Um, you know, when they're in action, it's just very fascinating. But also, if it's a little bouncy, you know, that's fun mm-hmm. to see. It's like a lava lamp. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's my question to you. So when you talk about like jiggle in the junk, are you talking about how it's used? Or are you talking a natural jiggle? Like a like a natural jiggle, I think. Oh, yeah. like a, a um, like a kaisei, like a kaisei like butt. Yeah, like a kaisei, like a um. I'm trying to think of another good like example. Maybe someone absorbs like a hard tachi eye and you, you, the angles yeah. from the back, and you, and can you see, get that ripple. It's still a muscular ass, but yeah. you still like a little bit of woom woom. The cheeks clap a little, you know. <laughs> like um, uh, some so, like a, a chiomaru. But Chiyomaru has a great That's a prime example because he does have so much power in his glutes. Whenever he gets down in Sancho to to accept his winnings, you know, you could just see they're just like fists almost. But he still got a little (laughs) bit of cushion. A little jiggle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a Takayasu butt would be in that category. Oh, definitely Takayasu. Yes. Takayasu butt does have that jiggle I'm talking about for sure. But now that we're kind of starting to go into talking about the individual Rikshi. Let's go ahead and discuss the votes that we got for these guys. So we asked our listeners, whose butt in sumo do you think is the best butt? We didn't set forth any specific criteria, just in your opinion, who has the best butt on the Bonzuke? And we got a lot of different answers. Um, we'll, we'll give you the the winners of the best butt contest, I guess you can call it. Although I, I'm, I'm not planning on sending any of these guys any prizes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we'll see. Uh, so we, we got a lot of answers and uh, some of them were a little surprising. Some of them were retired guys. Okay. So we're going to start off with Koto Shoho, who got one vote. And, oh, uh, one. I thought you were starting with like number one. That he got one vote. Yes. We're yeah. going to okay. start at the bottom and work our way up to okay. the winner. All right. Uh, so Kosha Shoho got one vote. Takakinto got one vote. I can't, I don't know his spot. Oh, so, so Takakinto, he was, uh, he's in jury. Well, he was in jury. I think he got injured, mm-hmm. but he was the guy that before he would get down in his squat to start the bout, he would always stretch his gut out in his opponent's face like that. And then he'd get down. Oh. I always just love his like little gut stretch. I'm like, yeah, it's just like he's in his intimidation factor. <laughs> nice. But no, he's, he does have a powerful butt, powerful Jurio butt. Yeah. Okay. This next one was kind of surprising for only getting one vote because he actually won this uh, contest the first time we did it. Tochin Ocean got one vote. Uh, Of course, he is retired now or he is, I think, done Potskis today or it was yesterday. It's within the next few days. Corey actually yeah. is from Dallas Sumo Club. Corey's going to go to his Don Potsky. He's in Japan okay, right now. Okay, okay. So. so it hasn't happened yet. But yeah, Tochin Ocean won the first year we did this. This year, he only got one vote. Well, his butt is instantly recognizable. Oh, so yeah. I completely yeah. understand that. That's like a celebrity butt. Yes. So if you're going to put in a celebrity vote, that's the one to go for. Yeah, everybody knows that butt. 
Yeah. Yes, for sure. No, the forklift certified Tochin Ocean buds. Yes. And trademark mm-hmm. band aid. Yes, yep, trademark exactly. band aid. <laughs> yep. We also got one vote for the retired Wakanohana. Um, okay. We got one for Wakamoto Haru, who I personally uh, think is. One? Just yes, one. just one. Just one vote okay. for Wakamoto Haru. No, so- you have two, because I am going to vote for oh, that. <laughs> I love that butt. That's a great butt. I can't believe only one person out there voted for that butt. Oh. Well, uh, listen to the the whole list, and then uh, we'll circle okay. back around to that. So- no pun intended. And, <laughs> okay. and ask you again if that's still your vote for, uh, okay. for Wakamoto Haru. Midori Fuji also got one vote. Surprisingly... Uh, Papa Bear Takiyasu only got one vote. I know, I which was like, I wow. expected Takiyasu really to get more. I thought he was gonna just win this thing, honestly. Yeah. Uh, this next one's actually rather interesting, and we do have a comment from uh, Reddit for this one. Mio Giryu got two votes. Oh and- yeah, he's got a great butt. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sumo fan A one on Reddit says it simultaneously depresses me and infuriates me that none of yous have mentioned the best gluteus maximus of the business, Miyogiryu. He went under everyone's radar but mine. Thankfully, I'm right as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very confident. Okay. <laughs> I think there's some sort of relationship between. Um, your butt and your swagger. Yeah. Because Miyogiryu has the best swagger in the business. And it, I've I've always kind of thought it has something to do with the size of their thighs as well. But he's got like, there's some sort of relation to the butt there that like brings that swagger right into the butt. And he's got, I mean, his, his is pretty bubble butt too. And it's very, very muscular. So it's very Takayasu-like. Yeah. I'm, this is like fine wines. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to distinguish between the two, but I like where this person's going. You know, I'm, I'm glad you said it's hard to distinguish between the two because I actually have that problem fairly often where if I'm trying to figure out who's up next, who's in this this next bout, and I haven't seen their face yet, I've only seen their butt, sometimes I know instantly. Other mm-hmm. times, you know, there are some butts similar to that butt, and I gotta kind of look at some other factors, especially if they have the same awashi color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes if they're new, like if yeah. they're new to Jurio or new to the top division, it takes a while to learn the the lines and the angles. Before yeah. you can pick up that butt from far away. <laughs> yeah, Milgiru, like uh, whenever we were watching that Sumo Do uh, documentary that was released in Japan a few years ago, um, that had some footage of him like in the gym, you know, doing his squats and they were like measuring his legs. He has like a very low percentage of body fat. He's yeah. mostly yeah. muscle. And his legs, like whenever they were measuring like his thighs, you know, and this is before I really started doing sumo myself seriously and, you know, really trying to work out. His thighs were as big around as mine when I was like at 500 pounds and his was just nothing but muscle. Yeah. Just muscle. And I was like, that's one of the things yeah. that inspired me. I was like, I'm just getting up and doing Chico right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's that same documentary where he's flipping tractor tires yeah. over in his training. Yeah. That man does some massive leg work and is just jacked. That man yeah. is so in shape. 
I got so in massive shape. respect for his workout and, you know, just like yeah. how hard he works after watching that. And I'm like, man, I got to start working at her. You've been talking about trying to find a tractor tire ever since. I did. You did? I did. They, and they responded. I was like, hey, do you guys have, there's a little tractor tire shop in uh, Denton County. And yeah. I just sent an email. I was like, hey, do you guys have any leftover used tires I just want to get for working out? And they replied in all caps, yes, come pick them up. Oh, <laughs> are you going to oh yeah to? i just gotta take the van and start flipping those tires but... oh i can't wait till you get wow. that mule gear you butt i know <laughs> it's coming oh. dang it i'm gonna get the mule gear you butt <laughs> yeah that's right just 10 or 15 years of all squats and you'll have it hell yeah <laughs> okay the next on the list was asa koryu with two votes as well so he okay. used to be ishizaki right i believe so yeah, because I remember, like, I remember whenever he was down in Makushta, it was, um, I guess now, Asa Koryu and then the other guy, Miyagi, because they were both little tanks, like little short guys that are like way muscular. I mean, mm -hmm. these guys are like bodybuilder oh. style. And then uh, they, they, were, they both got up to Makushta and they had like, you know, the long hair because they had advanced in rank too fast to have the Chonmage fully right, grow right, out, right, you know. Right. But uh, it was cool just, you know, just seeing these two, like, long-haired, like, muscly guys, you know. But it's cool to see Asakoryu, you know, getting up there. But that butt. <laughs> Jeez. That, that's another thing where it just looks like two fists, you know, just intimidating <laughs> you. Just There's a Mawashi and there's just two fists just looking for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, uh, this next one, I honestly would expect to win this if he were still an active rikishi it's chiono fuji who got two votes um if okay. you've ever seen pictures of him back in the day especially when he's doing the dohyo iri oh my god just the muscles on that man you know and it's not just like the glutes it's like his legs as well i mean he was just head to toe very muscular like like the body of a Greek god or something, but uh, yeah, he was yeah. beautiful. He was just Hell stunning, yeah. stunning to look at, and such a great sumo wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah. Lin Matsuoka told us that he also could be a bit uh, like he knew he <laughs> he was beautiful. <laughs> he knew he was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and he wouldn't let people forget it. So, oh. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm gonna let him have it. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> my, my mom actually like that's the the guy when that's she thinks of hot sumo wrestlers. That's the guy my mom goes yeah. to. And the fact that he kind of had that attitude of "I know I'm beautiful," I know that would just endear my mom to him even more. <laughs> <laughs> she okay. She yeah. likes those kinds. She of likes men. those kinds of guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we had Tamawashi with two votes. Oh, there was I guy. don't think I've ever looked so much at his, but I'm going to have to take a second look. So so there was a guy on, uh, there's the uh, a live streamer, a sumo live streamer, uh, Midnight Sumo, that has a chat. And there's a, this guy is in the chat named, <laughs> his name's the Gayest Satan. And on, on his little tagline. Shout line, out to the Gayest Satan. <laughs> on his little tagline, though, uh, he put, I think he put Puriketsu Expert. Him and then there was another redditor. I think that also has you know the yeah. Puriketsu expert on there, but no, it's in all the live streams and all the chats. Anytime Tamawashi's, he makes it known that Tamawashi <laughs> ass is king of all <laughs> upper division asses. That's his opinion and anyone else's opinion is okay. wrong according to him. But 
Okay. I, I see. I see. Now, is this is that a tag that I can claim as well? Can I just say hashtag Purikatsu expert? Yes. On yes. all my opinions. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I'm, I might steal that. That's pretty good. You've got a PhD in booty. <laughs> PhD, pretty, pretty hot derriere. There we go. Yes, I like it. <laughs> all right. Next one is. Koto Echo with two votes. I actually kind of expected him to get a few more as well. I did too. But um, Koto Echo, also a very well-built man. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit recently, but um, he's still looking pretty good. Yeah, he's he is very, very muscular. So there's there's people that like their guys muscular is what I'm hearing. Yeah, definitely. There's a okay. lot of guys. A lot of uh, voters were, I think, more on the who has the most muscular butt side of uh, the spectrum okay. of butt opinions. <laughs> but it does start to get, change a little bit, you know, as we get up to, towards the top. All right, good, good. It does for sure. So uh, next at two votes, we have Shishi, which I'm not sure about this one so shishi's butt is more like tochin ocean's butt but you know tochin yeah. ocean had like you know uh, a lot of time to work on you know his legs because his not just his butt but his legs were yeah enormous but yeah. shishi is still you know a, a young wrestler and he's still working his way up you know, or you know working his way up uh, in experience right, and then right, you right. know building his legs and his you know his his vessel yeah but i have a feeling that when she she gets a little bit older and he's been in pro sumo for a few more years he's going to lose some of his like you know softer baby features and get some mm. chiseled you know more hardcore so features so i i think maybe for she she we can say he has those uh, like Eastern European genes that give you a very powerful butt, regardless of the aesthetics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, one of my favorites, Ura, had three votes. And really? Yes, we do have a uh, comment on Ura from Instagram user Sumo Tofu. He says, there are no better Valentine's buns than those cheeseburger buns on our favorite cheeseburger boy, Ura. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these are like character buns. Yeah. They are. They're, thank yeah. you. That's the, the that's the term right there. Character buns. Character buns. Yes. For like sure. a hot cross bun. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're nice and big and sweet. And I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also with Ura, I think uh, it's also a nod to what he can do with those buns. Oh, yeah. Because they're incredibly flexible. Oh, and yeah. uh, I've never seen anybody be able to twist and move the way he can on those buns. So. That Absolutely. is true. The, the way he could like spin horizontally, like in midair. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm amazed at that core and butt strength to just do that. I I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Go get that tractor tire. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, I mean, just his legs in general, like his calves. Uda's calves are just like they're just giant. like giant state fair turkey legs. They're just <laughs> huge. They are like so solid. He's so solid. We're getting to the top of the list now. Next, we have Chiomaru at four votes. Oh, okay, um, yay. 
That's an undeniably powerful that ass. That is an undeniably yes. powerful ass. I had waffled between voting for Chio Maru and a few others. One of the ones I was thinking of was Takiyasu, and then we'll get to the other one in a minute. Okay. But uh, I don't think anybody can deny that, yes, Chio Maru has a very powerful ass. I mean, he yeah. is Mr. Sumo. True. And part yeah. of that includes having a powerful ass. Yes. Yep. Uh, next, we have Kiho at five votes. So, he's, yeah, he's one of these uh, these younger dudes. And, you know, he does have a very well-defined gluteus. I think part of the reason why maybe some people voted for him is because we've had a lot of good pictures of him from behind. <laughs> so, ah, okay. And those Shiko pictures, because he has, Shiko pictures he's got a especially. high Shiko like Abi does, you know, just yes. that mm. huge high Shiko. But whenever he does that Shiko, it like it flexes some of those aesthetically pleasing muscles. Does he have a butt like Abi's? I would say he has a better butt than Abby. Yeah, I'd say I would he dare has a say Abby. Okay, he's, he's he's another another guy that's just like super defined. Okay, All right. Next on the list is Hakuoho with eight votes. Wow. Yeah. Hakuoho. And what, what's uh, cool about this, it, it wasn't just people saying, oh, you know, that they aesthetically liked his butt. It was a whole lot of people saying like he packs a lot of power into that butt and you know whenever yes. there, there were a few action shots you know when he's kind of doing a new chari or kind of pivoting and you could just see just rock hard but you know <laughs> flexible yeah but yeah yeah so this is what i was talking about earlier like there needs to be a category for not only what your butt looks like but what you do with your butt because yes. aura's butt needs to be in that category he can do very different things with his butt um, this guy, Hakuo, I know exactly what you mean. It's like a guy that can just run forward through a concrete wall yeah. with his butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Run so, backwards, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he needs an award for it. Um, and there's some other guys, too, that might be on your, your list coming well, up. So we'll see. We've, we've come to the top three. So in third place, okay. we have... Takara Fuji with 11 votes. And he's in third place. He's in third place. Yes. Okay. We have a comment. I can think of. Okay. We have a comment from Redditor Gore Blaster. Great name. <laughs> yep. Takara Fuji takes it hands down in terms of mass and definition. No one else on earth has glute striations at 375 pounds for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Takara Very Fuji, fair point. <laughs> the people that mentioned Takara Fuji were very adamant with their vote, and they were like, oh, no. Yeah. They're like, this is, no, this is the guy. This is the guy. There can be no other guy. This is the guy. I believe some people even said that they would be mad if he didn't win, but <laughs> he did get No, I get place, it. So. I get it. I'm, I'm kind of surprised he's third, um, but... <laughs> speaking of what he can do with that ass... No one else can stop forward momentum quite like Takara Fuji can. Exactly. And he does that with that butt. Mm -hmm. And even though I know he's dealing with uh, injuries and he's, you know, he's maybe aging out of this pro sumo world, his lower body 
it's just incredible. It's it like, he's built like a tank, and it's one of those things that, however they put those lights above the doyo shining down into the ring, it just like all the shading comes through on that man's ass, oh, and you yeah. can see every <laughs> muscle working in there. It's amazing, amazing. Yeah, that's that's what's really cool about watching Takara Fuji fight is whenever he's you know doing like fast lateral movements, you could just watch. It's almost like you know science class, just watching his like anatomy just move in like perfect unison. It's like wow. Yeah, yeah. The size, his calves, his hamstrings, his gluteus maximus, like all of those muscles you can see underneath those lights, and it's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Takara Fuji is he's built. And then uh, there's been a lot of uh, other people like in Amazumo, you know, that I, you know, ask their opinions. But uh, many of the uh, Amazumo sumo wrestlers that I talked to that voted, you know, for Takara Fuji were just like amazed, you know, like with, with his power, his lateral movements, you know, with just like, you know, what he can do with his anatomy. So mm-hmm. oh, that tracks, that tracks. So going into second place with 12 votes. We have Toby Zaru. We have another Toby comment Zaru. from Reddit. Toby Zaru. Toby Zaru. I know. There Toby is a Zaru. lot of Toby Zaru stands, especially when I went to Reddit. Oh, yeah. Really? Reddit loves Toby Zaru. Uh, Redditor Anagram. How do you say the name of this? Anagramma under radar uh, <laughs> says this is an inappropriate and deranged game, and everyone who engages in it should be ashamed of themselves. My vote is for Toby Zaru. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say Toby Zaru's butt is quite similar to Ura's butt. Yeah. And yeah. they have similar body shape, and they're both incredibly fast and flexible. And that's probably why they've developed that shape. Yeah. Um, like, I think there is a relationship between how your buns look and your style of sumo. Yes. And so I think a certain style of sumo really builds that kind of body. So I, I get it. It wouldn't have been wouldn't have been my pick, but I get it. Yeah, the people that uh, voted for him, though, there was a I think his last name's pronounced Vata. Is it? I'm going to go ahead and say Vata. V a t t a. But Tobias Vata was like, no, Toby Zaru is the one. Anybody else tries to you know vote against him, they are just factually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> there were some very strong opinions about Toby Zaru, just like they were very strong about uh, Takura Fuji. But we've now gotten to the number one Rikshi with the most votes for best butt in sumo. Drum roll, please. Is he retired? Nope. Yeah, he is. Well, no. Not yet. It's Ishiura with 14 votes. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like 100%. That man had the best buns in the biz. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That ended up being my vote. Ultimately, we do have another comment from Reddit user Laura J. Dogmom, who says Ishiura is the gold standard against which all other butts are judged. His Puriketsu is a Japanese national treasure that must be protected at all costs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Laura, I totally agree. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I always thought because he wore that gold mawashi too, he always reminded me of the Oscar statuette 
You yeah. know, the, the Oscar that they all get. If you turn and run backwards and look at their butt, yeah. I always imagined that that would be issue or his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say those little uh, Ferrero, what are those chocolates? Those little Ferrero the, chocolate balls with the yeah, gold foil? with the uh, hazelnuts in them. Yeah, yeah like that. Just <laughs> yummy. <laughs> uh, that's really good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But you were right. One. The Don Potsky for Ishira has been announced now. That's going to be coming up in June. June? Yeah. He's, I don't know, it, when they stop actually participating in the boss shows, do we call them retired then? Or is it after they have their Don Potsky? They're, they're still yeah. technically retired. Um, if you look, mm, yeah. uh, I was watching Kisei Beya, uh, like on YouTube. And, you know, Aki Sayama um, had recently retired, but he hasn't had his, I don't even think he's, no, he's scheduled his Don Potsky. He just hasn't had it yet. So he still has the Chonmage. But when they were, um, you know, because they show like their stats, you know, and who they are. So it said Toshiyori on his. So he's, and he's been working uh, the door, you know, doing yeah, security. Yeah. So he's at the bottom of the Toshiyori ranks right now. You know, that's why he's got oh, the blue okay. jacket and has to run security and do all that. So, okay. So he's and Ishiura did. Do you remember seeing the pictures of Ishiura with his mm -hmm. little blue security jacket, but he still had his little <laughs> mm -hmm. chonmage and it's. <laughs> yep. Okay, so so yep, you were yep. right. Te technically, yes, he is retired now. I marked these with like a little R for the retired ones, uh, but I didn't put one on Ishira because I wasn't one hundred percent sure how to define that. But yeah, 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 we have our answer now. But going back to the butt. Yes, that is a very powerful butt, a very beautiful butt, and I think it does encompass a lot of the different aspects of what makes a good butt. It is very muscular, it is very round, it is jiggly, you know, he's just all around, no pun intended. <laughs> A very beautiful butt to look at. <laughs> yeah, it's just bumtastic. It is bumtastic. Bum <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, wow. it was so fun, like doing this research, you know, because whenever, you know, I'm a, I, I got a degree in anthropology. So whenever uh, I was, you know, earning my degree, one of the things I had to do was to get um, anthro, is, is it, no, not anthropomorphic, I go, an I used to have to measure people and like take down like, you know, like wrist measurements or like, you know, shoulder measurements and like, did you, you have know, to do butt measurements. I didn't do butt measurements, <laughs> but I did this time. Well, not the, the measurements, but compiling the data for butts is so much more fun than having to compile like, you know, biometric data. That's what it's called. That's what it is. Than having to compile ah. all this other biometric data and like, you know, do all the little math and all that. So this was so much more fun <laughs> and to hear all the different opinions and strong opinions oh, from yes. people. Yeah. As strong as these butts. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you well, should go back for your masters in butts. <laughs> Buttology. Buttology. Master Buttologist, Matt Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. Uh, Puriketsu, uh, Lori. Puriketsu, PhD in Puriketsu. Uh, well, I do want to add one other class of butt, two other classes of butt that were not mentioned by your people. Mm. Um, one is the butt with the obvious gluteus medius, which I always appreciate. Mm. And that is like the Terra Fuji butt. Yeah. Which is the rather flat butt, but you can see that that, you know, gluteus medius right on yeah. the top. Yes. Because he's yes. super strong. And he's like, I think that's developed if you got like a super strong upper body, right? Then you develop that gluteus medius. So that's a nice butt. 
See, that's, um, that's kind of the the butt that I'm going for is because I I've get, seen nice. it on you. I was I'm, I'm a little that. bit slightly built. I'm, I'm not as built as Taro no Fuji, but we have similar frames. So I I think yeah. if I could get yeah. my muscle mass built up more. Yeah. You know, because we both kind of have that flat Hank Hill butt, you know, <laughs> but I could like yeah. firm up my Hank Hill butt and do something good with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we, we got to come up with a term for that butt. It's the flat, but it's like it's got junk right at the top. But good junk. It's got like it's like the medium <clears throat> flat, the flat medium. I don't That sounds like a coffee drink in New Zealand. <laughs> flat iron that. steak. Hot <laughs> iron steak butt. Yeah, whatever that butt is. Like, there's a, a few guys that have that, and that's a nice butt. I love that butt. Yeah, it's a power. Or the um, the butt. I an, another favorite of mine is the is the butt that is wiggled, like a wiggle butt, it, where they're using that that move to shake someone's hand out of their mawashi, and they wiggle their butt yeah. back like that. It doesn't matter what your ass looks like if you can do that move. You are getting a vote from me yeah. on best butt because that <laughs> move is so cool. Yeah, what, what's cool about it too is um, I watched uh, a little video that uh, the JSA put out on their uh, YouTube where they're testing the grip strength of the different rikishi. So some of them, like Shodai especially, have incredible grip strength. So thinking about that, someone with that kind of grip strength holding your mawashi, if your hips and your core strength and your butt strength is powerful enough to break those men's grips, yeah, that is a powerful ass. Oh yeah. yeah. Seriously. Definitely. Just, so whenever you see them do that quick little shake and they actually break a grip, that is a lot of power to yeah. break someone's grip. That's, I, I don't know what the actual metric is of Shodai's grip strength, but it's a enormous yeah for yeah sure. like hakuho used that move a lot yeah it was always on my list for best butt because of that move wakamoto haru i've seen do a lot that's oh, why yeah. he's on my list but um asashoryu did it a lot kakuryu sometimes like they developed that move i think over many many years and that's just a sexy sexy sumo move yeah Definitely. So given all of the votes that we got and everyone that, that you heard on the list, would you still say that Wakamoto Haru is your vote or did you want to change that? Okay. If it's just butt and I can't include the shoulders in it because the <laughs> shoulders makes it, I'm a shoulder girl. So that, oh. that really changes things up for me. The butt so if the it neck. is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But if if it is just only the butt, I I do think it has to go to Ishiura. It really does. Yeah, yeah, very well deserved. Congratulations, Ishiura. Yeah. I'm sure you're never gonna listen to this, but just in case somebody hey, mentions it, Ishiura speaks we're English. We're proud of your butt. No, oh, Ishiura is not does only he? does he. Yeah, he speaks English, but before he uh, joined Ozumo in Japan, he was actually going to be the <gasps> villain in uh, The Wolverine with that's Hugh Jackman. Right, I forgot. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. about that. Yeah. So he speaks English. Oh, my God. So I'm going to have to try to find someone. Uh, like, well, I know there's, uh, you know, the Chris Sumo guy on YouTube. I knows know there's where someone crazy enough. Is. One of our listeners is crazy enough to send him this. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We have our friend Yuki that lives in Japan. That's true. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if Yuki like says, hey, Ishira, look what I found. <laughs> All right, Lori, thank you so much for uh, discussing sumo butts with us. Before we let you go, did you have any last words on this subject? 
I think we have covered the subject all the way around. Uh, it's nice, solid. I wish I had some butt jokes to throw in here, but I have not a one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to say I completely enjoyed this conversation and I I loved being here. So thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, we loved having you. Us. Thank you so much, Lori. And you have no idea I've been fighting, like being so silly and starstruck. I've been like, oh my God, I'm not <laughs> Well, I'm I'm starstruck right back at you because I've loved watching you in sumo tournaments and I've loved meeting you both and hanging out with you both at, at sumo tournaments. And I just think you're both the best. And I'm glad you're out there doing a podcast and involved in the sumo world. You add a lot to this community, um, if not just for your podcast, but for the amount of time and energy you put into bringing supplies to 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 sumo tournaments and doing announcing ringside y'all just do so much to build the local sumo community so thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my little heart for that thank, thank you. you that that makes me feel uh not as stressed out about it all now because it's a lot of work honestly <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's all worth it. And that's like the best warm fuzzies I got in all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're we welcome. know you've got uh, you've got other engagements, so we'll go ahead and let you go. But again, th thank you so much. I I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs> thank you. You too. Thank you, Lori. And if you wanted to know where to find them, you could go to any podcasting platform that's out there, whether it's Apple or Google or Amazon or Spotify, whoever. You could find Sumo Kaboom pretty much where you find podcasts as well as YouTube. And if you want to know who else you could find on <laughs> podcasting platforms in YouTube, it's going to be us, Sumo Punks. And that's yeah. punks with an X for extra sex. <laughs> and uh, if you wanted to find us on the Twitter, we're at Punks sumo so if you we wanna... also have two shops i was gonna one say on redbubble and one on t public mm -hmm. if you want to get a t-shirt or a sticker or a shower curtain shower... mouse pad sure <laughs> <laughs> and if you check us out on youtube please like please subscribe and if you're listening to us on any platform whatsoever give us the highest rating you can it'll help more people find us uh more people that are interested in being as like gross as we are yeah <laughs> and, and until next time bye, bye. <laughs>